Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know I'm happy and pleased to be here with you and to be given the opportunity to discuss some things that truly are worth discussing, things that we have to come to grips with, things that we have to make sure that we truly understand, and we have the kind of discussion that liberates us in a way that we can determine if we are thinking in the right direction or do we need to take a pause and refigure or reevaluate what it is on our mind. And today is no different. Uh, we are coming to a crossroads in our lives where we are behaving differently, where we are evaluating the behaviors of others and deciding how those behaviors fit in our society. We're deciding uh, what it is that we've been believing uh, for decades, if we're going to continue to believe that or we're going to move in a different direction. And I'm happy that we have uh, people on here with me uh, to um to go through this discussion. Uh, today on my ra- on the radio, I heard um, it stated that the Pope informed someone who had been violated by one of his priests 
that if he was born gay, that God loved him as a gay man. And so today I, I want to just revisit this because it is a difficult thing to come to grips with. There are several different parts to this situation that we have to discuss. God loves all of us as human beings, and but he gives us a course of action that he wants us to live our lives by. And some of those, some of the areas that he asks us to govern are easy for us, and some of them are difficult. Some of them are, will be with us for a lifetime, and some of them will be with us for just a season. The things that we get rid of because they know they're not good for us, and the things that we are hunted by for the rest of our lives. So I recognize that there is things that all of us need to make a determination about how they fit in the world that we choose to live in. But when we reckon, are we going to get to the point where everything that people desire to do is going to somehow be made okay in our society? Are we going to decide that every individual or when a group of individuals decide they want to go in one direction, is the general population going to have to accept what it is that they've decided? And that comes in a lot of different formats. The truth is we are challenged every day by things that people do who want those things to become a part of the common lifestyle. And that will be the battle that we wage as long as this world is in existence. So we have to ask ourselves, how are we going to deal with those things that may not be in the best interest of our society when there's a large group of people pushing for that to be the norm? And you can't run away from it. You can't accept one thing and think, okay, this will be the last time. It'll never be a last time because there are too many people who are doing things that are outside of the norm who want what it is that they're doing to be okay. So there will always be a war being waged since a behavior that is outside the norm. And we're going to continue to have these discussions on and off throughout the years that come. As long as this show is on, we have to deal with it honestly. And I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Uh, And I'm always going to do that. I'm going to revisit some things that didn't go off well yesterday that I have to revisit. Because I want you to know that I am not going to be that person who tries to stay away from argument, that person who does what's politically correct. There's sometimes I'm going to do and say things that are politically correct for me, but it's also going to be times when I, I'm ready and prepared 
to wage war for what it is I think and I believe. And I want all of you who are listening to do the same thing. I don't want you to call in and just say what I say and give me the answers you think I want to hear. I want you to say what is on your mind, and let's deal with the discussion. You can't have solutions to things that you're afraid to deal with. And I'm not going to be afraid to deal with, no matter how popular my show gets or how how unpopular it gets, this is going to be a place where you can get true honesty. And I'm asking all of you just to be honest. Don't say what it is you think the world wants you to, wants to hear. Say what is truly in your heart and what disturbs you so that we can put it out on the table and decide what direction we think the country should go as a whole. The country may not go in that direction, but at least they will know our honest opinion. I want to thank Cheryl and uh, Dee for being here. And it's so important that we recognize, and I continue to say, on this show, honesty will always be the best policy. And we've got to be honest with each other. We've got to share our, our individual thoughts. So let me just share with you what my thought is about the Pope's uh, statement. If he truly did say to this man, if God made you gay, he loves you being gay, loves you the way you are. I'm afraid I take to that, not because I don't believe that God loves gay people. I think he loves people, but he has a problem with behavior, and that's my stance. There are behaviors that I need to change that God thinks are despicable, and therefore I believe there are behaviors that others have allowed themselves to come become comfortable with that he wants them to be changed. And there's not just one in me, there's many. Uh, but the fact is, is that I lived in a church and been a part of many churches that say the word in the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and always. And when we pick and choose to decide how we're going to make exceptions to the rules that are placed in that Bible, then we're moving ahead and creating our own set of rules. Now, I have to come to grips with what it is in the Bible that says that I'm not straight. It tells me that I need to um, participate in church and to be a part of uh, the group. I'm not, so therefore I'm out of line. I have to be real with that. It tells me that periodically I'm supposed to go to church, and I'm not doing it, and so I'm out of line. There's a number of things that are, are it tells me to do that I'm not doing. But I am a I'm about reality. I'm I would go to my um father at the when the time is right and say, Lord, I knew better and I didn't do better. Okay? And so that's just that's just the final deal. Um and so but I'm not going to sit here and try to justify those parts of me that need to be different. And we need to get to the point where we recognize we can all say God loves all of us despite our behaviors, but there are some behaviors that will cause consequences, and we need to come to grips with that. 
And now that's what I'm going to stand on. That's what I'm going to live on. And that's what I'm going to die on. And I don't have any bias or hatred for any individual who's in the sound of my voice or who's not in the sound of my voice. I'm not going to tell you where you're going to go because I have no earthly idea. I do not have a a uh, direct line to God, my creator. I cannot tell anybody where they're going or where they're not going. That is not my place. But I can say that I can read and I can interpret the word and and allow it to lead me and come to the conclusions that I have at this time. So I'm asking all of you that are in the sound of my voice to recognize on this show, we're going to just be honest with each other, talk up front about what's going on and what it is we believe, and this is a show where you can get that from. But we're not doing anybody any good, no matter what side of the issue you're on, if we're willing to just uh, candy feed what our beliefs are. I have some strong beliefs about a lot of things, and I'm willing to share those beliefs with you 110% because we have to be honest about what it is we live by and what it is we're committed to despite the way that other people want us to believe. Sometimes uh, politically correct works, and it allows us to live in a an environment where we are decent to each other and we're uh, able to live together in harmony. But when it denies us the ability to have honest conversations because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, then that's the problem. So, Cheryl, I'm coming to you today. You heard the statement uh, that some people suggested uh, the Pope said uh, that God loves those who are homosexual and that, uh, and I believe that, and that he's okay with them being that way because he made them that way. And so I'm not sure about that portion. Uh, I'm in disagreement with, I believe there are certain behaviors that humans have allowed to become commonplace that are not in the best interest in our society. Good afternoon, and how is everyone doing this evening? Um, I am going to have to agree with you, James. God does love everyone because we are all his children. And just like a parent loves their children, it does not mean that the children always behave in the manner that the parent wants them to behave in. And that's for all of us because God has been unpleased, has not been pleased for a very long time with so much misbehavement that's going on in the world today that he is not satisfied at all with. And you're right. We all have things that we have to continuously on a daily basis strive because that's all that we can do is strive because no one is perfect at all. But um, each person has to come to terms into the understanding that what the bull to God and what is not acceptable. And the only way that they will know that is is to be in the word because he plainly states everything that he wants us to know, his instructions, 
is in the Word, in the Bible. Um, You know, we all go through times in our lives where we just don't know any better. But when we know better, we are expected to do better, and we are held accountable. But we also have an escape as well. We can repent for the things that we do. That means totally turn away from those things. That don't mean I'm sorry today and I'm going to go back to it tomorrow. I'm going to pick, put it down and pick it right back up again. That's not what repent, repentance is. But, um, you know, you, you hit the um, nail right on the head when you say it, that um, God loves everyone. He does not discriminate against anyone. And that's just like, you know, again, the parents. You know, I love each one of my children, and I'm pretty sure you, D, you know, y'all love y'all children. It does not mean that they always do the things that we want them to do, but it doesn't mean we love them any less, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to show them love any less. But um, we've gotten to the point that so many things are so acceptable because they say, well, this is how it is now. Who says this is how it is now? Society is changing things as time change, but the word stays the same. It does not change at all. And with the many changes that we're making in the world does not line up with the word still being the same always. So that's pretty much how I feel about the um, the statement that was made. It's clearly a behavior. Hey, let, me, let me come to you. D, let me come to you and suggest to you or say to you, there are a lot of changes that society made that I think are in align with uh, God's word, and they were major issues. Uh, I think that when people uh, came to accept um, people marrying or get falling in love who were different races, that was a major thing. And it it, it is okay and I don't think I find any objection to it related to the word and the things that I've learned. But certainly at some point, the, there has to be some things that can't be changed just because the general population decides to accept it. And so you, when you say, oh, well, if enough people like it, it's okay, you don't know where your 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 society is going to go. You know, it's important that we recognize that at some point, no is the right word or the right decision to make, and no uh, matter how many people are upset with that no, it has to be the right call. So I come to you now and ask you, uh, what, what are your thoughts about our society as we move forward and we have to deal with these issues uh, that somehow find themselves uh, in a conflict with the Christian word. Good evening, everybody. Uh, James, before I answer your question, I have to give you accolades on your efforts and your cre- creative 
your creativity and being created courageous enough to tackle these issues. Um, I, you know, you all probably know by now that I frequent other talk shows, or I, I've, I've always had a desire to do so. And what I've always run across is when you try to talk on other talk shows that want to uh, be the mouthpiece for a certain topic, uh, you are always screened by the producers of that show to make sure that you agree with the with the host. If you do not agree with the host, you are not let on the show. But that, I want to thank you so much for your show and the time and effort that you put and that you bring forward for us to, to share what's really important in this world. All right. Now, let's get down to business. Michelle, good to talk to you. We missed you yesterday. Listen, uh, one of the greatest joys in life and one of the great greatest blessings in life is to be able to obtain old age. Because when you live a life and you are able to obtain old age, you get to see a lot of stuff. And you get to see a lot of stuff come around again as if you've seen it before. And so, James, when you bring to the table, if you start to accept something and anything, it's kind of hard to push the genie back in the bottle once you accept it. And before I go any any further, I want to reiterate that about legalizing marijuana. Be careful. Because once you do it, it's it's a done deal. Now, um, at the age of 62, as I am, I remember when the sexual revolution started. The sexual revolution and the drug culture really started in 1966 or 1965 when the Beatles first came over from England and brought the new style of rock and roll over here. All right? Uh, With that, um, the dress culture changed. Hallucinogenic drugs was the norm, hence Jimi Hendrix and all of that. And that became the new revolution, the sexual revolution and the drug revolution. And it was tagged, do your own thing. And the other brother made a song, do your thing, whatever you want to do, don't let nobody tell you who to sock it to. And so that became the norm, to do your own thing. Fast forward 50 years later, here we are. Because then nobody wanted to say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, we're going to stick to some kind of conservative movement, if you will, now. Because what you're talking about, you're talking about the uh the liberal mindset of, you know, being creative, and, if you will, and, and progressing, all right? So there's a double-edged sword right there when you, when you deal with that, all right? But let's get to the God issue. Now, everybody know I love my, my Heavenly Father, but here's the problem. People have learned to weaponize God. They have. They've learned to weaponize God as to where? If you don't think like we think, and if you don't say the things that we think you should say, then you're not godly, you're not a Christian, and more so here in today's time, you're not an American. Now, I think you better start paying attention to how they're using the weapon. If you don't think the way we think, that's, now that's why that 32% is so strong. Because if you don't think like we think, 
then you're not an American, first of all. And then uh, they then they tied the message to the cross. The Ku Klux Klan did that now. Let's not forget. So they they learned to use God and Christ as a weapon. All right? So if a, a person uh, are too afraid to think outside the box for themselves, then they're gonna get, they're gonna fall right into all of that. All right. So, uh, so yes, here we are. Uh, we are at that crossroad in our lifetime. That's the strangest part about it all. In our lifetime, we are at this crossroad road where we are going to witness. It's like it's like the turn of the 19th century. Where the automobile, the three, the the, the tricycle-looking automobile, replaced the horse and buggy. This is where we are in our lifetime, at the pinnacle of our life. Me being at 62, and you all being the age that you are, you're witnessing that. And our children are the are the victims of of it all. So thank you, Jane, for your show, man, and uh, Michelle. Uh, you know, I, I I value everything you say. And and uh, it's important that we throw it out here, and you know, and again, if if you see it, if you see something wrong, we got we got to drag them on the carpet. We got to drag them on the carpet. Uh, pertaining to the issue, um, you know, scientific fact: if a person is born gay, I don't know, uh, but it's all about behavior, and you're right about that. Uh, I got behavior. I've had behavior. I've had bad behavior, but it was up to me to change that, and I think that's what the issue is. Thank you. I think that I am just like you. I I am not a scientist, and I'm not going to allow science to try to change my beliefs related to the word. When the Bible and science come in conflict, my Bible will win. And again, I am not a um, a person who has all the answers related to the Bible. I'm just a guy trying to live my life the best that I can, and I allow people to live the life that they want to live, but you're not going to silence my belief. I'm going to accept that you're going to live next door to me. I'm going to accept that you will work with me. And I'm going to accept that you're going to socialize with me. And I'm going to be respectful of whatever it is that you choose to do when you leave wherever I am and you go to your home. I understand and appreciate that, and that is going to be my position. But when you ask me whether or not certain things are acceptable in the word of God, I'm going to give you my opinion and not try to hurt you as an individual. God loves every human being that ever has ever came from a woman. Every human being that has come from a woman in the way that she's come from, that person has come through fertilization, uh, you know, through whatever way these doctors are able to do it, if you come out a human, then you are entitled to God's love. But he chastises all of us. And so we have to be willing and appreciate what his word is. He killed people because they did things 
against his word. He, you are not under his umbrella if you are not in his word. And certainly I'm sure there are times when I'm not under his umbrella as well. But I'm not going to lie and say I am if I'm not. And so I'm not going to try to make those things that are the things that I want to do be right. We as a society can't be um, indulging in a lot of things that give us happiness uh, and related to drugs. We cannot indulge in everything that our brain says is good for us. Uh, and so you, at some point in time, you have to live a life that is beneficial to your existence and not one where you give in to your intimate desires. And so I'm just saying to you, there is a way God wanted us to live, and if we choose not to live it, it is on us, Cheryl. But we can't make it right because we don't want to give it up. You're right. Um, And each person has to come to that um, realization themselves because we all get things at different times in our lives. And everybody does not live by the word. So what we find for something to be one way is not that way for the next person. So, you know, and I'm one, you know, just like just like God. I love everyone. It doesn't matter, you know, what your preference is. It doesn't matter. Um, and when I say, you know, behavior, I may not like the things that another person do, but it doesn't mean that I don't love them. Um, and I'm not judgmental at all because I know that I'm not perfect. So what one person may not seem see you know good in one person's eyes, um, I may not be there in another person's eyes. But I do know when I know better, I do better. And I constantly am in the Word to be all that I can be so that because I strive at um, God being pleased with the things that I do. And one of my daily prayers is to show me myself because that's the hardest thing as well as far as to see who we really are. And, you know, again, like I said, um, everybody's not at the same place at the same time. Everybody's not in the Word. So with with that being said, somebody can have a certain behavior most of their lives. And at one time, you know, a light bulb can go off and they can change their lives and who they are. So that's why we can never judge a person, you know, on where they are now. 
because where I am now is not who I used to be. And where I am now, I hope not to be that even, you know, years down the line in my life. I want to be to say that I've grown and that, you know, we all grow. And we all grow at different levels, different times. And some people don't ever get it. And some people are not interested in living according to the word. So, and that's what makes up all the different people that we have today. Because if we read in the Bible, we can clearly see all the different types of people, personalities, actions, behaviors, all of those things. They're just a repeated of the things that happened back then. Not the same people, not the same places, but, you know, pretty much a lot of the same behaviors. So um, that's why I say, you know, we can't judge, we can only love. And that's exactly what God expects from us because, you know, he's the one that has to handle each person individually. And sometimes, you know, I say a lot of times I got enough to handle with me and then for me, right here in my household, then to be thinking, you know, what's going on in someone else's house. But I do understand what you're saying. You're saying you're really talking about a comment that was made. And if that was an appropriate comment based upon circumstances that was happening, you know, and that's what led us into the conversation that we are in um, right now. And sometimes we have to think and thank again before we speak. And D, one of the things that I, you know, again, I'm a I'm a math major, so I think about things very logically. And I and I think logic has a lot to uh, has a place in the world. But when God talked about give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and and give unto me which is mine, He was telling you that your your life in the world is different than your life with Christ. And you can't bring those two worlds uh, together where they fit the same all the time. At some point, there are things that you, you are, that is acceptable in the world that you can't allow to be acceptable in, in the church. And so, I understand why some of these big-time ministers refuse uh, to uh, say what they truly believe uh, because they don't want to offend anybody. But the fact is is that somebody's going to miss it when you don't offend. If if we didn't say that smoking was wrong or it would be unhealthy or it would be uh, you would not live uh, the kind of life that you should live, if you don't stop, there would be some people who would never stop. And so at some point you have to be honest to people when they come sit down with you or when you have a platform to suggest that certain lifestyles are not uh, are not correct if you want to live a life in Christ. And we there are a whole lot of things that might be fun, okay, there are a whole lot of things that might be fun and might be enjoyable that might not be good for us to participate in or we because we may not lose our our focus. And one of the things I like about you, D, is, is that 
you have made a serious adjustment and you've come to like this life better than the life the other life you had. And that is just what it is. At some point in time, when we do God things God's way, we'll find that life is better than we did it when we did it our way. Well, that's fascinating, James, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, um, I, I want to, gosh, you so much. Um, Michelle, and, and, and what you just said, James, you know, uh, logic, uh, you know, science is logic, you know. Um, so when it comes down to the probability of uh, a person being born gay, all right, and so uh, we have to, you know, we have to respect logic, just like we respect mathematics. Uh, we respect that because the numbers are, are true, and and the numbers won't change once you understand the formula. So, and if that's in understanding that, then we re, we have to respect that. All right, all right. But then, when it comes to God's intelligence, uh, that's the new frontier. Again, there's so much more to learn as we continue on this journey of life. God's intelligence and the message that Christ brought when he came was the new understanding. And the new understanding is not always mathematically proven. So, and so when, yes, you're right, we have to embrace the truth. We have to embrace the two in order to, to obtain the knowledge and the understanding that we seek. And furthermore, we have to embrace the two to get to some point uh, in life to where we can observe and appreciate happiness. Because, you know, when, uh, when I want to uh, dwell upon the fact that the this day and time in 2018 seem to be turning to the redneck state of mind. If I stay there, I'm going to lose my sight. So what I better better have learned to do, like Michelle said, is to turn it back over to God and let him and, 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 and the fact that I have to really understand the fact that God, these are your people and they are not mine. These are your people to do what you see fit to do with them. In the hope, in the process, they will learn something. See, I don't know what God's plan is. I know what I, you know, and a lot of people, what they, what they mess up is they want, to, they want to orchestrate to God what their plan is supposed, what his plan is supposed to be. That's the difference. You know, and so... To give you an, an understanding where I am with that, when I was strung out on dope, and I took my mama through the ringer that a dope fiend will take you through, like your tenant is starting to take you through, James. When I took my mama through that road of unhappiness with me, she had to come to a point and say, look, God, I can't do it. This is my son. I love him dearly. Just, just like when it comes down to the gay issue now. This is my son, and I love him dearly. However, I'm going to turn him over to you, and you do with him whatever whatever your will is to do with him. However, if it be your will, 
just don't let him die. In that, that's that's when she found peace and release. And then God was able to work. So we have to get to a place to where we understand God is God, and we have to let God be God. Now, when it comes down to people's personal behavior and, and, and the fact that we have to coexist with them, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Because when it comes down to the gay issue, now me being from Atlanta, they say Atlanta is the second uh, most gay populated place in, in the country, second to uh, San Francisco. And so I uh, would frequent uh, the park when they would have gay pride week because I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. And I would be out there taking photographs and sell the pictures back to them. In that, uh, they would have um, um, conferences right there in the park to recruit. Now, that's where the problem is with me. To recruit children to be uh, of the gay lifestyle. And that's the danger in that for me. Because, you know, in order for any uh, ideology to prolong itself, you've got to have that ideology to be reborn and to be reestablished as, as people come into the world and to occupy the, the space on, here on this planet. So, yeah, there is, a, there is a strong idea of recruitment in the gay community that I do have a problem with. Sorry to take up so much time, James. Thank you. The realization is, is that there are people who've been persuaded to do things from the beginning of time and we, you choose to believe that a person is not persuaded or can't be persuaded to do something based on the things that he come in contact with, then you're not being you're not being a part of what is reality. I started um, having intimacy and sex at an early age because of my environment. Uh, had my environment been different, I don't believe my daughter would have been born at the age of been conceived at 15 and born at the age of 16. And I thank God that I don't have a bunch of children that I'm ill-equipped to uh, take care of. But I think and believe that when we introduce our children to things that are not of God, some of them will choose to participate. I did not participate in drugs because I didn't like, they were illegal. Had smoking marijuana been legal, I'm more than sure I would have participated. But thank God that it wasn't. And I don't see where the direction that our country is going in in terms of some of our moral beliefs, in terms of some of the things that we're going to suggest are good for our society and good for individual people, there are some things that we're doing that is wrong and that are not in our best interest. And the fact that our leadership will not take a stand means that they are not in line with what some people suggest is the staple of the uh, Christian belief. You cannot suggest or say 
the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, if you're going to make certain changes that go against it entirely. Saying to you, Cheryl, that we uh when we can't remain quiet, we can surely increase the fact that we love everybody and tell everybody that we love them. Again, I will not disrespect or treat anyone inhumanely because of their choices. And I will respect that uh, in a civil society, you have to allow people to be able to be who they are regardless of your position. But I am not going to lie about my feelings or my thoughts related to the word, Cheryl. I'm not going to allow the word the world to make me come to grip or decide that all the things that it is doing is okay. Well, not only you, but I don't think that none of us should do that. Um, we should not change who we are or what we are based on others. We have to do what is comfortable for us. And you know, that's like if the wind blows north, let's um, go north. If the wind blows south, we're going to go south. You know, that's when everything new comes up, somebody is, you're always falling behind it. And that's not being true to who you are. And I'm like that too. You know, um, it's the same thing when I go to um, and visit different churches or even if I hear different pastors preach. When you know the word and someone is before you saying something that is different from your knowledge of which your understanding of the word, then you know what to receive and what not to receive. And you don't have to say, oh, yeah, now that now I can get with that one. So if you don't, you know, and that's just like the song, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And we can't keep falling for anything. We got to be grounded. Grounded meaning and it's not wavering. Not wavering every time something comes up, we going that way with that. But um, you know, and and that's the beauty of this this show is to be honest. You don't have to and like you say Nobody don't have to agree with you, and you're not here to persuade them to. You just want to have an honest conversation and everybody to share their own point of view, not your point of view, not my point of view, not these, but your own point of view. And that's what makes up, you know, the individuality of each one of us, not just so happen Sometimes we can all agree on the same thing um, because, you know, we all do as a group. We're constantly talking about how we strive to do different things, how we strive to be better individuals, and then the different things that is happening out here in the world. So, you know, like I said, and we can very much, and I know I appreciate this platform because it gives us the opportunity to to share how we really feel, you know, and it's a shame, you know, when D mentioned that, 
being on another show, if you don't agree with the host, then you're not going to be called or they really don't want your own. Well, that's not a show of showing, you know, and sharing your own beliefs and who you are. That is that I got to pretend like I'm somebody else just to be able to talk. Well, that's, you shouldn't be, have to do that at all. You shouldn't have to compromise who you are. Now, are we all in the same place at the same? No, we're not. But we're all trying to go to a certain place you know, in our lives to be human beings. And, uh, D, we have to recognize that you can't just suggest that, you know, we know that there are people who are born to be alcoholics. And uh, the moment they taste alcohol, they might find themselves unable to control their desire. Well, you can't say to me, God made them that way, so they need to just remain alcoholic, because that's how God made them. They need to make a change or an adjustment so their lives will be better. It was once suggested that HIV was a a disease that was put on homosexuals. Now, I don't believe that, but I do believe that HIV gave us a moment to pause to talk about our our inability uh, to control our behaviors, and it lets you see that when you find one person uh, to love and to make love to, then that would make everybody's lives better in concern of health. That's all I'm saying, that God's word uh, tells you the perfect way to live, but we choose to live unlike that. So that the society says, okay, it's okay to fornicate. But we know that fornication brings about some possibility, and you got to go come to grip with that. You can't just ignore that that kind of behavior is going to bring about some possibilities that may not be in your best interest. And to suggest that uh, going against God's word is somehow going to get you what you want is not necessarily true. Well, um, you know, um, the things that you're saying is falls in line with, um, with being educated in the subject matter. Um, and what you're trying to uh, enlighten people to know. Uh, it's, um, you know, and for the most part, you know, in the general sense of the word, uh, people don't want to know. People, uh, it, it takes time. It takes time to want to know. It takes time to be enlightened. It takes time for us to come on this show every day and because and the reason we do that is because we are hungry to know, and that and and that is what um, that's what the difference is. People are, you know, when you know, there's a saying, there's this saying in the drug uh, recovery culture, two different cultures. It's the recovery culture, and the saying is, people will re- recover from drugs when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So and and so people will want to know 
when they have weighed all their other options. Funny how that works. You know, um, and as far as when people tell other people the things that they want to hear, because for the for the fear of losing their friendship or their or their support or their ties or whatever it whatever that is, um, that that in itself is a should be considered a criminal act because you're doing a disjustice for humanity as a whole, and 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 we're seeing a lot of that now. Um, you know, people are being led by the nose because people want to. People want some identity, but they're looking all in the wrong places for this identity. And people, and, and so people that are, are leading this this flock astray, they understand that. You know, it, it's like the fortune teller. Uh, the fortune teller asks you a couple of questions, and then once you, the answer that you give them, then that gives them the avenue on which way to go. And then everything they tell you, then the person says, yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Well, that's because you already told them what it is they need to know. And they just, they're just playing along with what you've already told them. And that's the same way with people that, that have no identity in life. So it is important for us and also for us to teach our children. You know, when it comes down to all this bullying and, 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 and peer pressure, it's all about the lack of identity. And, and and children being afraid to have their own identity. Now I know that um, people that are, are of the alternative lifestyle, maybe from the political correct and call it that, uh, they have a hard time finding how to land or finding where to land in society. So they create their own culture. But you know if. Um, we we can't be afraid to now I know you know coming from a parent you know a man parent and a woman parent the mother and the husband or the or the father they 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 possess two different styles of of parenting um, the mother is a nourishing is a nourishing uh, creature and thank God for mothers man because if it weren't for mothers God you know, we probably would have killed each other a long time ago. But the mother uh, has this this compassion that you know it's like the compassion of Jesus, if you will. Uh, you you got to give a person a chance to uh, weather the storm and to find their own way. And now uh, us as the father, I think it's important that we encourage that way with love. Because you know we don't know where where a child's mind is. We we know that when we look at them, we know what we see. But when it comes down to these these behavioral differences, unless they tell you, or unless they uh, exemplify some strange uh, different behavior with the other kids or whatever, we really don't know where their mind is. But it's, I think it's important to start early and to try to teach them and, and lead them in the way that we think they should go, through Christ. And so uh, I say that as a father, um, having small kids, um, witnessing that they are coming into their own slowly but surely, and that's the way life is. Uh, you know, God's timetable is a lot different than ours. So as a compassionate parent, we have to be there and to be observant 
and to be ready to correct them the wrong and to try to uh, steer them in the in the right direction in the way they should go. Thank you, James. You know, it's sure, important. You okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here. It's important that we recognize that we cannot all formulate the same ideas related to how life is supposed to be. And we have to do what is in the interest of our society. And I'm just, I just don't want to be told that I have to believe something that others have decided that they want to make their norm and that I cannot uh, share my opinion without being, without being thought of as an ananathol or or somebody who's unwilling uh, to make change in my life. There are some things I don't want to change that were told to me by my grandfather, that were told to me by my mother. I think those things have a place in society the same way they did tens of years ago, and they have a continued good uh, progress in today's society as well. Cheryl, we can't leave leave everything behind that was brought to the table by others uh, just because time has moved on. There are some great things that are presently in our Constitution that is, has done very well in protecting our society, and there's no reason for us to to cast those things aside both uh, spiritually and uh, in, in, in man's law. So we have to be able to come to a, a conclusion about what is presently taking place, about what is best to keep the same, and what is best to uh, make adjustments to. Um, we do. And when you say, you know, about... Forgetting those things that happened, you know, it's really hard because, you know, we we all say I am who I am because of the things that I've been through. And a lot of people who have been through some things, you know, say they wouldn't change a thing because they would not be who they are today. And that goes to say that you know, things that has happened in the past, it's got us to where we are today. And when I say that, the positive things that are um, that are we are instilling and working toward in everyday life. And if we forget those things and lose focus of those things, um, it's easily to not to know where we are headed towards. And things that has happened, we know what to do and what not to do anymore. But, you know, the the things that are going on today, to me, are just like fads. They're in one minute and they're out the next minute. It's nothing that is grounded. And, again, I have to say, you know, if we're not grounded in the Word and we don't have we have to have a relationship with God because we can't hear his voice and what it is that he's trying to tell us or where he's trying to lead us to 
if we don't have that relationship. That's just like I'm friends with so-and-so, but I never talk to them. I never bother to um, to communicate with them in no kind of way at all. Then how am I supposed to know how they doing, how they feeling, or anything else like that? Same thing with God. You know, we can't just talk about him and not have a relationship with him, not commune with him, you know, to be able to hear. Because how how do we know, like, and I think D said, you know, we can't lead ourselves because that's what the problem. We lead ourselves into self-destruction, and we have to lean on him. And we can't do that without having a relationship with him. And if we don't take time out and have a relationship with him and somebody says, well, God told me to do this, then it's an untrue because you can't hear nothing from nobody that you're not talking to at any period, any time. I don't care what nobody says. So when you talk about, well, God told me to do this and he got me here, and but you don't have no relationship with him, that's foolishness. That's just what it is, just a whole bunch of foolishness. So that's why it's important to get into the Word and also to have a relationship with Him. And He won't lead us astray. And that way we know that we are going in the right direction. And a lot of times the things that He have us to do is not the things that we want to do, but it's the things that He have us to do. Like you said, it's His will be done, not ours. So that's pretty much what I have to say about that. And um, he he has given us some graphic examples of what prior prior societies have done that made him punish those individuals. And so how are we, when we're given examples, just to close our eyes and ignore the examples that he's given us. Well, you know, uh, Michelle makes an excellent point, and I'm going to answer your question with something that she said. Uh, you know, God, when when we have the relationship with God, he shows us things, and when we have that relationship with him, we know that it's coming from him. Now, case in point, and y'all bear with me for a second. You know, most presidents uh, throughout history have tried to have a relationship with God, and um, you know, and but it, but it's kind of obvious that this president has no relationship with God. But that's not the worst part. That's not the worst of it. The people that supposedly have a relationship with God put up with this guy, bag him. Now you got to you got to know that I need duct tape to hold my head in order, uh, knowing that to be true. So, you know, so God is is also in the exposing business. So we will know what it is that we're working with. Now, if we don't have no relationship with Him in in, in the same breath, we'll be taken in by that, and we will be on pins and needles most of the time due to that. Um, so uh like Pastor Smith said once, you know, uh, 
we have to be in a place where we don't get all up in arms about God's business. Because it's God's business, it really is. You know, and, 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 and to say that, I got to also tell you that I find comfort in knowing that the outcome of all this, don't know what it is. It could be um, time for a cleansing on this planet, right? Okay? And as harsh as that is to say, it's not in the positive sense of everything, but I'm not God, and I don't know what his plan is. However, I do know that if we believe in God's word like we say we do, we have to understand that things have to happen in order for the second coming of Christ to to come into fruition. All right. So to think that things is going to blow over, that's a nice thought to have, but we don't know what God's plan is. So to have a relationship with God, I have to, first of all, know that he is God, and I have to be with all right with everything. Just be all right with everything. And my prayers is to him, Lord, help me to understand that I should be all right with your will. That's a battle in itself now because the ego wants to protect itself. The ego wants to be right about everything. I don't care who we are. We could be male, female, it don't matter. The ego wants to be right. So, but, you know, uh, the reverse of the ego is easing God out. That's a cross metaphor, uh, a metaphor of ego, easing God out. So I don't, I don't need that because, you know, I'm a witness that I've tried to do things my way and I try to hold on to it. And in all of that, it was just self-destruction. I am so blessed and so happy to be given a, a second opportunity to be used as as unorthodox as it may sound or seem, I think I'm being used by God to 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 enlighten. And thirdly, before I go, Miss Joyce said yesterday that uh, we are all ambassadors in our own way, in our own community. And I think that's a that's a great point because we can know we can take what we know, what we've used, what we've learned, and and the relationship that we have with God. And we know it's true, a true relationship to enlighten other people because they are they in desperate need. Uh, you can go on Facebook and just see all the, the mayhem that's going on there. Again, I think Facebook is a good forum uh, if we just start to plant seeds in the right direction. Thank you. And it is important for us at some point, just like uh, our theme song says, to take a stand so that uh, we're not overrun by people who are just willing to do anything that comes to their mind. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and allow everyone the opportunity to give their final thoughts. Cause I didn't know 
and making sure that they don't change who they are or how they feel just to agree with you. Um, and a lot of different insights that was mentioned um, here this evening. And, again, I appreciate you for allowing us the opportunity to be able to share our thoughts and our opinions with each other. And, you know, one thing that we are always trying to do is striving to um, to be all that we possibly could. So whatever we do, we can always do better. Thank you so much, Gerald. Uh, D, your final thought for this evening? Well, I'd like to echo the sentiments uh, Ms. Cheryl just gave. Um, Cheryl, you are uh, a treasure to have on this show. Uh, I'm, I'm just a participant like yourself, but I really, really appreciate you being here. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a horse of a different color. Uh, I have learned, and I like to express that uh, to young people, uh, learn to find your own lane and uh, try to make the best out of life. Um, you know, in, individuality is good but never stop learning how to do better. And I think that's what Ms. Cheryl always says. Whatever we do, we can always do more. So, uh, you know, life is long. I also want to uh, express the fact that, you know, live with the expectancy of being old. Uh, you know, you, you learn a lot and you get to see a lot and you get to express what you've learned. So, um, you know, I've learned to stay in my lane and have a peaceful mindset and I, I like to express that to people uh, on the phone, on the line, uh, and try to find some happiness in life. Thank you. And I want to just go on record as saying I don't have all the answers, and I'm not going to suggest that I have them all, uh, but I'm just sharing exactly what it is that I believe as an individual and how I'm going to try to best live with the choices that I make. And if you ask me a question, uh, I'm going to give you the honest answer that I possibly can based on how I've lived my life. Uh, please, again, I'm going to ask you all to uh, call into the show. Your word to be heard. Again, the number is 657-383-0309. We need your voices. We need you to come on and uh, put in your two cents so that we can be uh, the best show we can be. We are only the show we can be with your support. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 